listening. Welcome to the Glean Podcast. We're excited to be with you again tonight to get into God's Word and discover some more of the benefits of serving God. You know, the Bible talks about the wages of sin is death. So death pays wages that you don't want to reap. But if death or sin pays wages, then rightfully so, serving God, giving your all to him, your whole life, every area of your life, God also pays benefits uh, that, that are redeemable at, at, at whenever we ask. The Bible says to come boldly before his throne. So whenever we have a need of something, we can go to his throne He knows who we are. He knows our name. We're his children. And because we serve him, there's benefits that we can grasp hold of, pull down from the spiritual realm into the natural, and use them in a time of need. And sometimes I think people think the only time you can ask God for something is when you have a need. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes I'm not in crisis. I just want a blessing. And they're there and they're ready available. But we're pulling our scriptures out of Psalms 103, uh, verses 1 through 5. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. And now, that, and starting in verse 3, it lists those. It says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagles. And in the last two episodes, uh, we have talked about the first two benefits where it talks about that he forgives your iniquities and heals your diseases. And tonight we're going to start in verse 4, where we're going to talk about who redeems your life from destruction and who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. So as we begin to, to look into that, we know that God forgives us of our sins. That was a completed work on the cross, also healing was a completed work on the cross. And, and we've talked about how that it seems like healing and forgiveness are the twins where yeah. you find one, you'll find the other. Yeah. But going on, it's not just that he forgives sins that we've committed or that he heals our body of sickness, but he redeems us from destruction that's in our life. So let's get into that and, uh, Give us your thoughts on on what he's talking about from redeeming us from life of destruction. Yeah, uh, looking forward to this. <clears throat> you know, of course, I always enjoy opportunity to share the goodness of God and the truth of his word. And, uh, you know, I've said so many times that uh, for my wife and I, the greatest blessing in our life is when we see people getting a hold of the Word of God and uh, beginning to apply it in their day-to-day life, right. their walk with God, and begin to reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. And uh, that blesses us more than anything. And uh, so, uh, you know, I believe that uh, really if you get right down to it, what people are searching for in this day and hour, is truth. Right. They want to know the truth and not just play in church, not just, uh, uh, you know, cowering down to the enemy and the whims of our politicians and all of that. Uh, you know, it's obvious if, if you've listened to any of the news and see what's going on, it's obvious that a lot of people's lying. Mm-hmm. about what's going on in the world and what we can expect, uh, you know, from uh, the differences in the administrations and so mm-hmm. forth. But, uh, you know, the good thing about God's Word is you can always expect 
exactly what he said. Right. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it's in uh, Numbers 23, 19, where he said, God is not a man that he should lie, yeah. neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, shall he not do it? Mm-hmm. If he spoken it, shall he not make it good? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes, God will make good his word. Jeremiah one twelve says that God hastens his word mm-hmm. to perform it. One translation says he watches over his word to mm-hmm. perform it. And so uh, also Hebrews 10.23 said, Let us hold fast to our confession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. So God will keep every promise he's made in his word. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what a lot of uh, church-going people, Christians, uh, don't understand is that the Bible said in Second Corinthians one twenty that every promise of God, mm-hmm. all the promises of God, are in him that is in Christ, Christ. Uh-huh. yea, and in him, amen, mm-hmm. which means so be it. Yep. So every promise of God is for us. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, you know some people say well that uh, that means you know when we get to heaven we'll get this or we'll receive that. Uh, well, I'm sure that God has some good surprises in store yeah. for us when we get to heaven. But what He's talking about when it says uh, I have not seen or ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him, he's talking about here and here now. now. And mm-hmm. the reason we know that is the very next verse, he says, but he hath revealed them, what? The mm-hmm. promises, the things that yep. we've not seen or heard, <laughs> neither neither the things that entered in, have entered into our heart, uh, that, that he's prepared for those that love him. Uh, and as I said, I'm sure heaven is going to be out of this world. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's he's not talking about waiting until we get to heaven to begin to reap the benefits of serving Him, mm-hmm. surrendering your life completely and totally to Him, mm-hmm. and being obedient to what He asks you to do. Uh, it pays dividends. Mm-hmm. It, it's benefit, and he's the one that said, "Don't forget the benefit." Yeah. In other words, we're we're supposed to remind God, mm-hmm. not that he's forgot, but it's more for our yeah. benefit to remind God of what he's promised. And so, you know, thank God for forgiveness of sin. Uh, that that's wonderful. That that's the most wonderful thing is to have our sins forgiven and ask Jesus into our heart and uh, know that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And when we leave this world, thank God heaven is waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. But, uh, you know, he'll also forgive us our sins in the here and now. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I could say, have you sinned since you've become a Christian? A uh, time or three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think everybody, if they be honest, right. they have missed it. They mm-hmm. have sinned even since they've accepted Christ. And so God's made provision for that. Mm-hmm. He will forgive us if we p- repent and ask him to forgive us. The Bible said that he will cleanse us mm-hmm. from all unrighteousness. So uh, thank God for that. But, you know, and people will say, well, that's the most important thing or that. And when you talk about healing, they'll say that's the greatest miracle is being born again. I have no argument against that. I believe that Mm -hmm. it is the greatest miracle. But we also see in the word of God, we don't have to make a choice between the two. Right. We can have both. both because, as you said earlier, uh, healing and forgiveness go hand in hand mm-hmm. in the Word of God. Wherever you find forgiveness, you'll find healing right next to it. Right. Wherever you find healing, you'll find forgiveness right next to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that goes hand in hand, and thank God for that. 
But he also said there that he delivers us, or delivers our life from destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, we have an enemy called the devil in uh, 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 and verse 8. He said, be vigilant, mm-hmm. be sober-minded. Yeah. Well, why? Because we have an adversary, the devil, that goeth about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, he uh, will try to uh, tempt us mm-hmm. with, with different things to draw us away, to our attention away from the things of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, he tries to bring things that will uh, take us away from study time, from prayer time, uh, seeking God's face. Uh, you know, as uh, uh, one of the old preachers said, these things don't fall on you like ripe cherries off yeah. the tree. you got to shake the cherry tree. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And how do you do that? With your faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, you believe God and trust him when he's made a promise. And uh, so I, I'm sure, uh, you know, not only me but you and others, you can go back over your life and you can see times in your life when after you, you know, went through it and you, you look back and say, yeah, I, I know this was more than just a coincidence. Mm-hmm. This was more than just look, God spared my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was, uh, thinking about, uh, you know, back when I was, I think about 18 years of age, uh, I wrecked a car, uh, running way, way, way <laughs> over the speed limit, turned it over seven times down across the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I know beyond any shadow of a doubt, mm-hmm. God, it, it wasn't no luck to it. It wasn't just a coincidence. God spared not only my life, but two other young boys that mm-hmm. was in the car with me. And uh, we just barely got a few scratches on us. And uh, I think the gear shift broke off and stuck in my leg. Uh, and I could, it was uh, kind of unusual uh, because, uh, you know, I could feel every time that the car was flipping over. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it was just kaloom, kaloom, mm-hmm. kaloom. I mean, like slow motion. Yeah, like <laughs> like slow motion. I knew I was in the car somewhere, but I didn't know where, where? I was. Yeah. You know, probably tumbling around like clothes in a washer, you know, or a dryer. But, uh, you know, when it stopped, it was laying on its top, and uh, we all, you know, got out. And matter of fact, I believe the boy in the back was thrown out the back glass because uh, all there wasn't a glass in it that wasn't broken mm-hmm. except the two little side vents, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And, uh, of course, it was all tore up, but... Uh, you know, I believe that even then, God delivered my life from destruction. Mm-hmm. And the devil, you know, the Bible says in John's gospel, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse, the thief, mm-hmm. you see, the devil's a thief. Uh, he's come but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. You know, and and so... God, I mean, uh, that devil looks for opportunities mm-hmm. that he can slip in. We may, by something we say or something we do, mm-hmm. open a door right. for the enemy to come in. Mm-hmm. The uh, Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse 27 says, Neither give place yeah. to the devil. And Jesus once said, you know, the devil, it, it has no place in me. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't have a place in us if we don't open the door. Right. But, uh, you know, we uh, we might talk about this a little bit more later on, but we uh, do open the door to the adversary by words we speak 
are our actions, how we treat somebody, mm-hmm. uh, how we respond in a different situation. And, uh, you know, we, we can open the door to the enemy that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I was 18 years of old and, and of age and wrecked that car, uh, I wasn't a Christian. Right. You say, well, how come God to spare your life? Cause I had a praying mom and daddy mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they, they committed all of us children. They were, I had two sisters and one brother and, uh, they committed all of us to the Lord Jesus Christ when mm-hmm. we were born. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, thank God for that lesson because I've, uh, endeavored yeah. to do that with, uh, you yep. and Philip and the grandkids and our great grandkids mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, commit you to the Lord and, uh, believe God for protection over your life to, you know, to keep you from harm and, and danger. And, uh, I, I know, <laughs> uh, y'all shared with us some things, you know, that I, I thought my God. Well, I'm sure glad that me and Mom had been praying for you fellas. You yeah, know. some things I'd done on <laughs> motorcycles back in the day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so, uh, you know, I, there was a time that, uh, you know, I believe God supernaturally protected all three of us mm-hmm. from harm, mm-hmm. spared our life. And uh, then I thought about uh, wasn't long after that till I went into the army, and uh, was sent to Vietnam. And uh, the first night that I was in Vietnam in Cameron Bay, uh, there was a guy killed out on perimeter guard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said to myself right then, and I'm still not a Christian at that time. And uh, I said, you know, I don't believe I'm going to like it over here. Right. And I didn't. And you wasn't but about, what, 19? 19 years old. 19 years old, And uh, so uh, there was a – this was one of the biggest things, but uh, there were some other things I could share. But the biggest thing I was thinking about was we had an air base that – where I was stationed at about a mile from us. Mm Mm-hmm. And they stored their jet fuel down on us. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we were under fire and, uh, you know, or they were shooting mortars in on us or whatever, uh, my place to go was the gate, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that gate would be locked down and nobody could come in, nobody could go out. And uh, they had, uh, there was a hill there. And uh, the air base stored their jet fuel down there on us. I, mm-hmm. That's so if the air base got right. bombed, they could still get planes in and out mm-hmm. and so forth. And uh, there was a million gallons of jet fuel <laughs> in mm-hmm. those three tanks. And, you know, when they would shoot uh, mortars in on us and everything, they was hitting all up around that hill, you know, and, out in the yard there, uh, close to where uh, the little old bunker was that I'd get in. And uh, we we could hear them leave the side of the mountain, you know, and we didn't know. They just had to wonder, wonder where it's going to land. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, But they found uh, the next day uh, after this particular night, uh, they were inspecting the tanks and everything, and they found that one of those mortars had went through the top and come out the side up close to the top, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't ignite. Mm-hmm. And you you know if 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 that thing had have gone off, mm-hmm. exploded, uh, all three of those tanks would have went up mm-hmm. in a, a flame, you know. And they they said that for the first three minutes it would have been five thousand degrees Fahrenheit heat. Mm. Well, everybody on that camp would have been uh, lost. Would have uh, been toast, mm-hmm. in other words. And uh, you know, we just kind of laughed about it and said, "Boy, we sure was lucky." Yeah. But when I looked back on it after I was saved, there was, no, there was no luck to it. Mm-hmm. It was because prayer 
was being lifted up. That's right. And uh, I know they might say, well, there's probably a lot of young men that were killed over there that were Christians, mm-hmm. you know, or wanting Christians, but they had a Christian mom and daddy. Uh, I understand that. But uh, I I know my mom and daddy. I, I don't know at the times I thought I had slipped in at night. Oh, yeah. Uh, think they was asleep. And uh, when I'd get in the bed and think, boy, I made it. And I'd <laughs> hear them stirring, you know, uh, get up and get some water or do something, you know. And I thought, oh, Lord, they knew. I, they th- I thought I'd beat it, you know, but, but they knew. And uh, they were praying for me. And I had a church mm-hmm. family that was praying for me. And uh, there was one particular lady uh, that my mama told me they would go uh, every, in every service. They would go back into where the baptistry pool was, mm-hmm. and they would pray. There was about five or six of them, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and uh, she said she didn't ever remember a time when they went back there to pray that this lady didn't call my name before the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I know. Uh, God delivered me. God protected me. And, uh, you know, uh, then, uh, you know, there's uh, other things. I'm not going to try to go into everything in my life, but there's just a lot of things that I know now that it was God's delivering power. And uh, the most recent thing, uh, you know, was uh, back in the month of June, uh, when I was having problems with my heart mm-hmm. and uh, didn't really realize it was my heart because mm-hmm. I didn't have any pain. My chest, you know, was not tied or hurting or anything. But uh, I passed out at uh, my grandson uh, Jackson's uh, graduation. Yeah. And, of course, they sent me to the hospital and done some uh, x-rays and different things uh and uh they wanted me to go to concord or go to a different doctor and uh, they put me on a heart monitor and uh so i was wearing the heart monitor and uh they uh you know called from uh, houston texas that was where the place was monitoring it from <laughs> I don't know why it was that far away. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they had called that night about somewhere between 1230 and 1 o'clock. And, uh, but I, you know, didn't hear it. My phone was in the uh, den where we sat. And I didn't hear it, but we saw the next morning where they had called. And so I called them back, and they, they said, what was you doing last night at 1230? Mm-hmm. I said, well, I was probably a snoring because mm-hmm. I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I, they they said my heart had stopped, uh, you know, beating and everything. And uh, evidently, the next day, it uh, done the same thing again four or five more times. And so the heart doctor told me to get on to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He would call ahead, tell them I was coming. And, uh, you know, that, uh, to go ahead and admit me into the hospital. And of course, uh, you know, by that time, uh, you know, the church was praying for me and all the family and everybody, even people that didn't come to our church, mm-hmm. they were praying for me, you know, and, uh, and I appreciate every prayer that anybody prayed in, yeah. in my behalf. And so they did a MRI of my heart. And they said that would tell them anything they needed to know. And uh, so when they did the MRI, the cardiologist that was up in Concord, uh, you know, come in and he said, uh, this is more serious than you might think, even though I wasn't having any pain or anything. But sometimes I would get dizzy and Mm -hmm. feel like I was going to pass out, you know. And... uh, he said, uh, you should have died two or three times. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I ain't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, uh, 
uh, he said, you know, we're going to have to give you a defibrillator and a pacemaker. And uh, so anyway, they went ahead and did the procedure and everything. But, uh, you know, I believe <coughs> the enemy was, uh, of course, wanting to cut my life short. But uh, I believe that, uh, you know, God still has a few things for me to accomplish mm -hmm. before I leave this world. And uh, I know people, uh, you know, will say, uh, well, they, you know, when it comes your time, there ain't nothing you can do about it. Uh, you know, when your number's up, yeah. there ain't, ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, who decides Mm -hmm. what number our, our number is. Somebody said, well, God does. No. In Psalms 90, <laughs> it, you know, I, I was surprised when I found it. But, you know, the Bible teaches that we can add to or subtract or take away mm -hmm. years from our life. Mm -hmm. The first commandment with promise, yep. every, everybody ought to know this, I I don't care what kind of church you go to. Yeah. Every person ought to know that. Honor thy father and thy mother, that it may go well with thee, mm -hmm. and that thy days may be prolonged mm -hmm. upon the earth. Right. Well, that indicates that if you don't honor your father and your mother, it might not go so well with you, and it can shorten your days here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, in Psalms 90, it says that the number of a man's days are threescore and ten, which is 70, and by reason of strength, fourscore, which is 80. And then on down, it says, teach us. Now, listen to this. And you, you that are watching, listen. listen. Now, I'm, I'm t this is not my idea. This is God's word in Psalms 90. Mm -hmm. He said, the psalmist David said, teach us us right to number our, our days. days yep he sure did like we can number mm -hmm. our day and so i thought well you know if we can number our days uh i always honored my mom and dad mm -hmm. i mean i've i've told people uh they act like they didn't believe me but uh even when i was in my 50s i was talking to some uh young people here at the church and I told them, you know, I, I I don't remember exactly what year, but I was in my 50s. And uh, I said, I'm this old. And I said, I've never once lifted my voice towards my mother or mm -hmm. my dad. Well, uh, for one reason, when I was young, I was <laughs> yeah. afraid to. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to continue living. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to keep all my teeth. Two, you know, mm -hmm. and then when I got older, I loved them and respected them too much. Mm -hmm. I didn't always agree with their rules or right. uh, what they said, but I never fussed at them, back to them. I never cussed them. I I never, uh, you know, raised my voice against mm -hmm. them. I always did my best to honor what they said, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, then I've got promise of long life here upon this earth, mm -hmm. you see. And uh, then, and if that's not good enough, then in Psalms 91, the last few verses Verse, of yeah. Psalms 91 says, if we set our love upon him, that he will deliver us, he will honor us, uh, and he will show us his salvation. Mm -hmm. And he will satisfy us with long life right, right. and length of days. Right. So you see, there's another promise mm -hmm. that we can be satisfied with long life. Right. You see. And so, uh, as I said, I believe that, uh, you know, we can do things either to add to our days or to take away from them. Right. You know, and if you, uh, like you said earlier, the Bible said the wages of sin is death, mm -hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life. Eternal life. You know, and, uh, you know, the Bible teaches us also, choose you this day mm -hmm. who you're going to serve. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's not just a one-time it's commitment. It's a daily choice. It's a daily commitment mm-hmm. that we make to Christ. I don't mm-hmm. mean we're lost, we're saved, we're lost, we're saved yeah. like that. But you got to choose each day, who am I going to serve? Mm-hmm. Who am I going to live for? Am I going to listen to the lies of the devil? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to listen to God? Right. Am I going to do what God tells me to do? Right. And in doing that, making those right choices, he said, I set before you this day life and death. Choose life that thou mayest live mm-hmm. and your seed. Right. So God not only tells us what's the best choice to make. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I believe that, uh, you know, God... He promised that he would deliver our lives from destruction. Right. The devil wants to get us off the scene, mm-hmm. you see. Uh, and he don't really care even if we're saved as long as we're not here we're not to affecting, bother him, yeah. to affect him. You know? yeah. So uh, that's just, uh, you know, a few incidences where I right. know that God's hand was upon my life and God delivered me from the destruction right the enemy had planned for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, I know, you know, when you was talking about that, uh, I don't know. I was probably in my early twenties when, uh, James Jacob, the missionary, you know, he, he looked at me and, and he said that, uh, the devil is going to try to take your life three times. Mm -hmm. He said, because of the mandate and the call that God has on your life, Satan is going to try to take you out. And, uh, you know, at, at that young age, I wasn't living, I was living for God, but I was, you know, it was kind of that fence as the <laughs> Christian one day in the center, a couple of days and then back, you know, I, I was fighting with a few things, Yeah. but, uh, you know, I remember my wife, myself and my daughter, she was just a little thing. We were going to go to Concord or to Kannapolis and we were going to drive my wife's little car and, uh, because the car seat was in it, it's easier in a car. And I had a regular cab truck. So to take that car seat out and to put it in that truck and then get me and my wife and my daughter in that truck, it was just, you know, I, we didn't ever do it. Well, at the last minute, for some reason, I told her, I said, I, I, I want to drive my truck. And she started saying, well, yeah, but what about the car seat? And you don't like the, I said, I just, I feel like I need to drive my truck. I just want to drive it. So we drove it, and you know that whole story, you know, uh, a car lost control, come over in the our lane, and, uh, you know, we hit that car. It almost split that car in half, uh, you know, but we were saved. We we got out with just minor scratches on us, uh, you know, and I could go into more details, but for time I won't. But then, you know, years down the road, uh, we were uh, – in Myrtle Beach and had uh, another little girl with us on vacation with my daughter. My son was with us, one of my friends, and at, at that time his fiance or girlfriend, um, which they're married now, but a car run a stop sign. Mm-hmm. And we were in our expedition. And, you know, I remember there was, I mean, it didn't have time to do anything. You know, it just, they were, we were running about 45 mile an hour, and just all of a sudden you see headlights cut in front of you. And I remember when we hit, the expedition turned, and it started tilting. And it tilted past that point, you know, uh, of coming back. And I remember saying, Jesus, no. And it was like all of a sudden, and you could feel the car just stop what it was doing, and then it just sat down. Well, I jumped out. I knew, hey, we, we are all right. And the first thing I did, it... And it's actually even on video because f- for some reason, this cop said she was sitting at the stoplight and seen the whole incident and said, I had just turned my dash cam on. Mm-hmm. She said it had been turned off. I wasn't going to turn it for some reason. I turned it on. Well, yeah, God used her. But you could see our expedition turn to the point it shouldn't recover from, and it just stops sits there for a minute and sits down. And then when I get out to start getting people out of our car, the first thing you see me do is I lifted my hands to heaven (laughs) and I begin to thank God, you know, and then the other incident I was traveling when I was uh, doing some traveling in the ministry, 
was flying back early on a Sunday morning from Orlando. And when we went to take off, you know, the flock of birds hit the plane and it, it dipped and done all that stuff. And, and, you know, we had to make an emergency landing and I was at peace the whole time there. And even people around, you know, they were beginning to talk. Why was he at such peace? And why was he, you know, and this woman had even said, you know, why are you not upset? We're, we, we're going to die. We're going to crash. And I looked at that woman. I said, no, you're not. And she said, well, yeah, they said we may crash land. I said, well, that's fine. But I said, as long as you sit beside me, you're all right. But, you know, I knew that was the three times that the enemy was trying. And that's what that's the, he's redeeming. It, it's getting back the plan that he has for you. And then the enemy tries to intercept those plans. He pulls that out of the way. And, you know, and there again, I thank God for people praying you know philip uh my brother he was in the shower that morning and said just out of nowhere the lord said i need you to pray for your brother he's gonna their plane's gonna have difficulties and have to make emergency landing but he's gonna be all right you know and that whole story when i got off and told y'all about it and she's mom was like well you need to call philip you need to call philip and i did and soon as i talked to him he began to weep and tell me that, so, see, God already knew mm-hmm. the destruction, that plan that the devil had to take me out. And it wasn't, see, I wasn't living in sin. Mm-hmm. I was serving God, traveling in the ministry, and, and Satan wanted, but God stepped in and said, no, no, you're not. You can attempt. And it, it reminds me of that, the scripture where it says, no weapon yeah. formed against me shall prosper. Well, when it says no weapon formed against me shall prosper, you know, when I first started reading that scripture, I thought, well, you know, Lord, there's been some weapons formed against me that has knocked me down, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I got back up. I dusted myself off. I'm still standing. I'm still proclaiming the gospel. And what I found is every time I've went through a situation where I look back now and God has redeemed my life, he's stopped the enemy, I'm getting that much bolder. I'm getting that much more in your face about the gospel and the importance of serving God. So he not only heals our bodies, forgives our sins, and he, he destroys the, 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 the works of the enemy where he's trying to take out our life. But on top of that, healing our body, which is something that the enemy put on us of sickness, Mm. sin, which is something that the enemy caused us to do, he put on us. Then he wants to take our life out. These are things that the enemy's done, and God stepped in and said, no, I'm going to take care of this. But even on top of that, Mm -hmm. he said that he crowns you with loving kindness, tender mercies. I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's another benefit. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that word "crowneth" means to. Uh, uh, there's a scripture in Psalms uh, that says, "He crowneth the year with loving kindness mm-hmm. and tender mercies." Mm-hmm. And uh, and so that word "crowneth" means he encircles. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying here. And, uh, you know, love, his loving kindness, uh, if you look up the word for that in the concordance, it can mean his favor. Favor, yeah. You know, God's favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he crowns us. He encircles us. In other words, it, what I pictured in my own mind is that God, when we accept him as our personal Lord and Savior and we trust him with our life, he, it's like he draws a circle around and uh, us and just pulls us inside yeah. that circle and say, devil, don't you come inside this right. circle. Yeah. He crowns us with his favor yeah. and his mercy, and he just encircles us. Yeah. And I've said we just all wrapped up in him. Just wrapped and, up in him. <laughs> yeah. And that that's when I believe things, you know, when you when you things begin to happen for you for the good that you wasn't expecting, yeah. it's the yeah. blessings that overtake you, yeah. you know. And uh, well, real quick too, before we get 
moving any further in this. Listen, guys, if, if you're enjoying this, if you really feel this is blessing your life, do us a favor. Help spread the gospel by sharing this. Uh, you can share it on your YouTube page. You can text the link to a friend. Uh, you can share it on your social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, whatever. But get the word of God out. Not every believer understands that there's benefits. Yeah. Salvation is the ultimate work, but there's yeah. benefits that come with serving God. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. And, you know, to understand that God loves us so much that when we, we he said he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies, that's he, he crowns us with favor. When you begin to understand God loves you so much and when you give him your whole life, blessings begin to overtake you, not just from God, but you also find that you have favor with man. Yeah. You know, and it just, you know, I know in my life there's been times where things have happened for me and I'm thinking, you know, I, I didn't have nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. That was just God saying, you know what? And he shined the light on me at the right time at the right place. Yeah. And people began to come towards me and, and address me and things would work out. You know, I, I mean, we could do another whole episode just on being blessed mm. uh, different times in our life, you know? Yeah. It, it's a, a whole lot bigger, I think, than what we uh, have realized, you know, as Christians, how much God delights in blessing his children. Mm -hmm. uh, in Luke's gospel, I believe it's the 11th chapter, it says, if we, if a, it said, if a son asked for bread, you wouldn't for bread give him a stone. Mm-hmm. Or if he asked for an egg, you wouldn't give him a serpent. Mm -hmm. And it, so, and he said, if you then, being earthly, being mm -hmm. evil or being mm -hmm. earthly, know how to give good gifts to your children. Now, look, he, God is even saying that we, as earthly parents, we, we ought to have enough sense to know how to give good things mm -hmm. to our children. And he said, if you then, being evil or being earthly, know how to give good things to your children, how much more? Yeah, how much <laughs> How <more>? much more? <laughs> the Father in heaven knows to give the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. to them that ask. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then in Matthew's gospel, the way it's recorded, it, it said, how much more the Father in heaven knows to give good things to them that ask. So, in other words, God knows how to get blessings to you. Mm -hmm. it, you know, and and I think God delights. Oh, absolutely! In blessing us, mm -hmm. in doing good for His children, mm -hmm. for His servants. Yeah. And uh, you know the the favor of the Lord. Uh, you know He He crowned us with loving kindness, and as I said, that word can mean favor. Mm -hmm. Uh, he crowns us with his favor and his tender mercies. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you may, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it this way, that uh, God, uh, you know, his mercy keeps us from mm -hmm. getting what we deserve. Yeah. If, if we got what we literally, what we deserve, we would all go to hell. Mm-hmm because we were all sinners. Mm -hmm. The Bible says all have sinned and I'm come short, short of the yep. glory of God. But through his mercy, thank mm -hmm. God, thank God, through his mercy and his grace, he saved us. And uh, on uh, I, this is uh, on up in this psalm, but uh, he, he says here about his mercy, uh, he said, in verse 10, he has not dealt with us after our sins. Yeah. But aren't you glad of that? <laughs> Very. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Mm -hmm. One thing, you know, is the Bible in Isaiah 53, uh, he said in uh, verse 5, said he was wounded for our transgressions. Mm-hmm. 
he was bruised for our iniquity. Mm -hmm. I used to think well, that was the same thing, yeah. but it's not. When it says he was wounded for our transgression, that's the outward act. Outward act. But when he said he was bruised for our iniquities, mm -hmm. that's the dealing with the heart, yeah. the condition of the heart. Yeah. So God not only forgives our sin, that outward mm -hmm. act, but then he deals with the condition of the heart to yeah. keep us from going that way again. Yeah, I like the way I heard one pastor say this years and years ago, and it was one of those, you know, I had always looked at that kind of that way. Well, I think they kind of both mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, when he said it, it, it's simple, but to me at that moment it was just so profound. But when it says he was wounded for our transgressions, a wound is open. You mm -hmm. can see it. It's an outward thing. Mm -hmm. if, if you had a cut on your arm, I would say there's a wound. Mm -hmm. That's something dealing on the outside. Yeah. But when you're dealing with a bruise, yeah. that's it's on the, the inward. Outside. That's something maybe everybody else don't see, but maybe it's, Maybe it's something you're going through that you're struggling with. You you want to get help. You you don't want to yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. But it seemed like you just struggle with it. God, Christ died for that mm -hmm. because a bruise is a result of an inward trauma or an inward attack that has manifested itself outwardly. Mm -hmm. And you know when he said that, I was just like, wow. You yeah. know. Yeah, that's good. Praise God. And. Uh, Notice, he said, for as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. Mm. I how can you measure that? Yeah. I have never seen a ladder <laughs> tall enough yeah. or a ruler long enough to measure how high the heavens is above the yeah. earth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and uh, that, you know, it, it's, it goes on to say, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgression from us. Now, why did he say as far as the east is from the west? Why didn't he say as far as the north is from the south? Right. The, because the north from the south, south or north to south or south to north mm. that's a measurable, measurable distance. distance because right. if you go far enough north you'll cross over the north pole yep. and you'll be going, going south. south or vice versa yep. if you go far enough south you'll cross over the south pole and you'll be going north mm -hmm. that's a measurable distance but you can start <clears throat> right now and it's about uh, 12 minutes to <laughs> 8 o'clock mm -hmm. You could start right now traveling east. Mm -hmm. That's that way from where we're at. Right. Uh, and uh, so, and travel until Jesus comes, mm -hmm. and you'll still be going, going east. Or you could start that way. Mm -hmm. That's west for me, mm -hmm. us. And travel west until Jesus comes, and you'll still always be, going. be traveling west. It's an immeasurable us. distance. It's an immeasurable distance. And that's how far God has taken our sin so, from us. So in other words, if I commit a sin and I ask God to forgive me, and, you know, let's say tonight when I go home, something's by my God, I, you know, I, forgive me of this, and I, I ask you to wash me clean of this. I don't want this anymore. And I get up tomorrow, and I'm doing good. I'm, I'm praising God. Everything's good. And over in after lunch sometime, all of a sudden, I start feeling guilty mm. for what I did. And I went again and asked God to forgive me. Does he remember that sin? No. No. The, the, the Bible tells us that uh, actually it's in uh, uh, John 3, verse 17. Uh you know, John three sixteen. Mm -hmm. I think every human being yeah. on earth knows that scripture. For God so loved the world, uh, or I'm talking about as Christians, they yeah. know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then verse 17 says, 
for God sent not his son Mm -hmm. into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Well, then, if God doesn't condemn us, where does that condemnation come from? Right. Well, it, it, it'll come from the devil, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, the scripture also tells us our own heart mm-hmm. will condemn us, mm-hmm. you know. And then, of course, the devil will jump in on it and try to make it what, yeah. worse, mm-hmm. you know, and get you to dwell on it and say, well, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I remember uh, Kenneth Copeland telling one time he was uh, in a meeting, you know, and uh, a camp uh, camp meeting thing, and uh, he would uh, he never did say what it was. I don't know if he had said something uh, about somebody or something that he shouldn't have said, and he was convicted of it, mm-hmm. and so he was. You know, he was uh, crying out. God began to deal with. Now, God will convict you yeah. of sin, but mm-hmm. he will never condemn you. Right. You see, there, there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Condemnation will drive you away from God or keep you from going to it. Yeah. And conviction Draws will you. draw you. Right. That That's the difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, he, he praying, asking God to forgive him, you know, and Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. You know, I, I didn't mean that. You mm-hmm. know, please, please, Lord, forgive me. And uh, somebody, one of his staff knocked on the door and said, Brother Copeland, it's time to come out and start. To, he said, just go out and tell them to sing some more. I, I, I got, I'm not ready. And so he started over the same, Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, you know. I, I didn't mean that. I, I'm so sorry. God, please have mercy on me. Forgive me. And, uh, you know, a few more, uh, about maybe 10, 15 minutes have gone by, knock on the door again. Brother Copeland, it's time to come out. Said to, he said, go, go, go tell them to sing two or three more songs. said, I, I'm not ready yet. And he started over that the third time, going through the same thing. And God spoke to him and said, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, Lord, I'm trying to get this thing right. He said, I'm, I'm asking you to forgive. He said, well, I remember you asking me to forgive you, but I don't remember what for. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. And so, no, God will not. If you've asked him to forgive you, then he will do it. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sin... He is faithful, faithful and, and he's just. just. That right. means he's right, right to forgive us mm-hmm. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And uh, But then you see our own heart. That's where the guilt and the mm-hmm. condemnation come. But the Bible also says, but if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence mm-hmm. toward God. Yeah. That's why when condemnation tries to come, and we've already asked God for forgiveness, and and He He does, and the it's under the blood of Jesus. It'll never be remembered against you right. again. Yeah. Praise God yeah. forevermore. Yeah. Thank God for and, His mercy. Yeah. And there's so many people, and I've even been guilty of this before. Uh, you know where I've said, and I heard somebody say this the other night. Again, I was watching a, a minister on YouTube. And this guy made a comment in the comment section of, you know, I'm just, I just feel so unworthy of God's goodness. Well, for us, and I I made that statement, this has been years and years ago. And I was, I was actually, I was down here praying uh, one night late at the altar. Sometimes I would just come down here and by myself and I was praying and I was, you know, weeping because I just felt the goodness of God on my life. And I said, God, I, I'm just so unworthy. You're so good to me. And the spirit, I, I got that spiritual spanking. Mm-hmm. And he said, stop saying that, mm-hmm. you know. And, of course, I said, well, but I feel unworthy. He said, for you to be a born-again child of the Most High God, for you to say that you are unworthy, you are nullifying the finished work on the cross. Mm-hmm. When Jesus died and was rose again, 
And then I accepted him through confession with my mouth. From that point on, I was justified and made worthy yeah. of everything that Jesus has for me. Yeah. And yes, I think no. sometimes that's what happens as believers. We get snared by our words. Yeah. We, I'm unworthy. Well, if you say you're unworthy, you are, but God sees you as worthy because of the completed work mm -hmm. that his son did on the cross. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a thing. And, but, uh, it's, it's like you said, if, if we confess, you see, uh, I know that there's a popular teaching going around today about grace, you know, that God's forgiven our past sins, our present sins and our future sins. And uh, we don't have to ask for forgiveness. That that's that's not true. Mm -hmm. That's not what the Word of God teaches. Uh, yes, we were, or by grace, Ephesians chapter two, verse eight uh, and nine. It says, "For by grace are you saved through faith. Mm -hmm. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast." So uh, you know, God forgives our sin, but, and grace does cover us. Mm -hmm. But if you sin, you still have to repent that's and right. ask for forgiveness. And I know some people say, yeah, but that's taken away from what he did on the cross. No. no. Uh, if it is, then why didn't he tell the apostle John mm -hmm. when he was writing to the seven churches yeah. in Asia Minor in chapters two and three of Revelation and the very first one mm -hmm. in the, to the church in Ephesus, yeah. he said, you've fallen from your first love. From your first love. Repent. Or. Or. <laughs> or else. Yeah. And you don't want that or else. Uh -uh. You know. So if, uh, if, if our sins was just automatically covered and we never he have to never ask for that. forgiveness ever again, then he wasted time writing the book of revelations to the apostle John. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with that grace teaching. And, you know, there's churches that, uh, you know, when you listen that all they preach is love, 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 love. Everything is from the angle of love, but with no correction, mm -hmm. you know, it's no discipline. no discipline or correction. And what they're teaching is false love. Because my thing is, yes, I may stumble, I may make a mistake, I may yeah. sin, mm -hmm. but I'm not blatantly continuing in sin. I'm not going out with the attitude of, well, I'm going to do it because I'm forgiven. Mm -hmm. Because my thing is, well, God loves me anyway. Well, yes, he loves you regardless. Yeah. He loved you so much that he died. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, love is reciprocal. Mm -hmm. If you know truly, and you truly believe God loves you that much. Why would you not reciprocate that love and do what he asked? I mean, it would be like me loving my wife and giving to her and giving to her and giving to her and doing and doing, and it not being reciprocated. Mm -hmm. That marriage is set for failure. Yeah. That's so true. that's the same relationship between Christ and the believer is, he loves us so much that he died for us, but we're not reciprocating that love and wanting to live for him and, and veer away or shun sin. Yeah. Here in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, and in fact, the last time I looked, this New Testament. Yep. <laughs> he said, uh, well, let, let me, I'm going to start with verse 5 here. He said, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not talking to sinners here right. that's never been saved. He's talking to a child of God. Mm -hmm. And he said, my son, you, you see? Yep, there again. It makes it plain. Relationship. Mm -hmm. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Because, you know, if you do wrong, God will chasten you. Yeah. God will deal with you. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastising, God dealeth with you as with son. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? 
But if you be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, how many are partakers? Oh. Then are you bastards and not sons. Right. In other words, you're illegitimate. You're fatherless. Yeah. You, mm -hmm. you, so, uh, and the book of Revelation says that he chastens every son whom he receives. Mm -hmm. You see, God is, you know, the Bible talks about how we as parents, we're to discipline our children. Mm -hmm. And when they, uh, you know, do wrong, uh, we're supposed to uh, correct them and show them. I, I'm not talking about beating them up and knocking yeah. them in the head and, and all of that, but you, you're supposed to chastise them. Mm -hmm. you, you're supposed to discipline them. And sometimes that means taking a belt mm -hmm. and, uh, or a paddle and warming up that backside. That rod of correction. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. And, uh, you know, the Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod, rod of, of correction, correction will drive, drive it, it far mm -hmm. from it. Yep. So it doesn't matter if it's my child, your child, or whose child it yeah. is. The Bible says foolishness is bound up in their heart, mm -hmm. but the rod of correction will take care of that. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And so God deals with us. Mm -hmm. he, how. You know, if we know how to discipline our children, again, how much more does God yeah. know how to discipline, discipline. his children? Yep. And I don't believe that God put sickness and disease on us right. to teach us something or to, you know, slap cancer on us. Now, see if you can learn something from that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I said the only thing I've ever learned about sickness is it uh, – yeah, well, I maybe hadn't ought to use that word, <laughs> you know, but but I hate sickness and disease because I know it's not from God, my mm -hmm. Father. Now, if I mess up, God will chastise me. Yeah. God deals with me, but I know he, he's, he's doing not, it because he loves yeah, me yeah. and he wants me to walk right. Yeah, and real quick, I'm going to try to get verse 5 in because uh, I want to move on to something else next week, but... He said, he satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like eagle's wings. Yeah. You see, he satisfies your mouth with good things. Well, they, they, he's given you something that should be able to get you where you can walk in health, where you can have that youth renewed. I'm not saying that if you... You know, I'm 45, and I'm not expecting to do some of the things I did when I was in my teens, mm -hmm. but yet I should still have the energy to do the work of the ministry until he comes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe, uh, you know, when he talks about he satisfies our mouth with good things, the Bible talks about uh, in Proverbs that we uh, are snared by the word well, yeah. of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what I was talking about. You know, a lot of times Christians, the reason the door to the enemy is open to their life is they're saying wrong things, mm -hmm. you see. And, uh, the, you know, the uh, Job, if you read the book of Job, uh, you know, people thought, you know, when they're suffering through things in life, they say, well, I guess I'm just like poor old Job. Yeah. And I said, well, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you like Job, you get ready to get blessed. Yeah. Because uh, all, all Bible scholars agree mm -hmm. that uh, the whole 42 chapters of the book of Job took place within a, approximately nine months period. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even a whole year mm -hmm. that what happened to Job happened to him. And so if you're going to be like poor old Job, you're going to have to get doubly blessed. Doubly blessed, yeah. Because it said, you know, when he prayed for his friends mm -hmm. that were falsely accusing him, God turned that thing around, and it said in his latter days he had twice as much as he had before. Mm -hmm. So if you like poor old Job, you're going to get doubly blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that was the thing. Out of his mouth, he set in motion what happened to him because right. when you read on it towards the end, he said, the thing I feared the most has come has upon come me. Upon me. Yeah. So he had already said in his heart, 
I could lose all of this. Yeah. Everything I have, I could lose. And I always tell people, if you want to know what, what somebody's prayer life is like, if you want to know what uh, people are, I guess, checking their intake is listen to their outtake. Mm-hmm. What's coming out of your mouth determines what you've been letting in. Yeah. If you're letting in the goodness of God, if you're meditating on the word of God, then the things that come out of your mouth, it will be the good things. He said he'd satisfy your mouth. with. You will know the words mm-hmm. to say when situations arise that are backed up by the word of God. Yeah. And in that will give you the strength to continue doing the work of the ministry. Yeah. As Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth yeah. speak. Uh, this uh, real quick, uh, Lester Summerall, who was a powerful preacher of the gospel, and he's in heaven now. Uh, but, you know, he was in his 80s when he passed away, and he traveled, still traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody asked him one time, said, says, how, how do you have the strength to do what you do every day? He said, I can do what I do because I say I can. Yeah. And that's just the, yeah, way, that he was was. the way he was. He, he was blunt. Yeah. But, but in other words, if you talk right, you'll act right. Mm-hmm. And if you talk right and act right, then you'll be right. You'll be right. <laughs> yeah, that's <now>. it. <laughs> Amen. God will satisfy your mouth with good things if yeah. you'll talk right. Right. Amen. Well, guys, I appreciate you hanging on. We went, went a little over, but I wanted to go ahead and get through the benefits of God. Uh, we trust that it has blessed you again. Like and share this. Send this to a friend. Post it on your social media. That's your way of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ by just lifting a finger and hitting a button. We've made it that simple for you. You don't have to preach, but then you get credit for every soul that's touched because you've done your part in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ to see people's lives change by the power of God. Love you guys. We pray that you begin to experience and walk in the benefits of God. They're there for you to use. You just have to access them. And they're very simple to get a hold of. Blessings until next Wednesday. Remember, tell a friend, hey, tune in with us live next week. We love you guys. We'll see you soon.